0: Let's go. But take a second here, okay? (laughs) Bianca's back. We're back with episodes. Uh,
1: Bianca's back. and
0: Yeah, well, because the last one I did... We're back. Yo, everybody's back. Because the last two times...
1: Have you made two without me?
0: hmm? No, I've just made one without you. Oh. So here we go. We got this. We got finals going on. But that doesn't mean Calum wasn't (laughs) watching UFC. And also...
1: The amount of excuses we have for you guys. Oh,
0: every single week is excuses. But get ready for just direct all gear no game content constantly throughout the summer you better believe that and you also better okay i
1: I, that's kind of that's extreme
0: no it is it is an extreme statement but i can hold yourself accountable i i need to start holding myself accountable because i literally have been probably one of the worst and most unreliable sources (laughs) of mma news that you could possibly (laughs) find but also the thing is as kellen is watching uh just just Feel my pain here a little bit, all right? As Kellen is watching last week's car between Volkov and Rosenstrich. Oh, how would I, oh, how would I have loved <laughs> to just break down each and every one of these fights on here? Ready, Jeff Molina versus Jorgos <sighs> oh. oh, painful to not be able to talk about Joggles, one of my favorite fighters. Benoit Saint Denis had one of my, he had my favorite fighter from last year, even though it was probably took shaved seven years off his life against um zelestino santos but i was so pumped to see ben wall santini get oh, a freaking something. dub and then my grandma was w- w- watching him with me and she's she she's like french and stuff so she was down with that and then also dan argeta i freaking interviewed this man and he had his ufc debut against Jam- damon jackson
1: oh so why didn't you make a cart or a video
0: because i don't know if you remember but i probably slept for like a cumulative like four hours on like Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday doing finals assignments. Yeah. So now, but we're set to go. And then also we had Zuru Kadasha fight Odie Osborne. Oh, Moffsar Valoyev. This is the one that really freaking killed me versus Dan Ige. I wish I could have talked about that one. And then the main event is obviously fantastic, but you know, we can't really live in the past. We just have to we're going to, that's, the, that's basically, that's our like MO is we talk about things that happened two <laughs> weeks ago. But before we even get into that, me and Bianca, we watched, um, before we get into any MMA,
1: Oh, we have, we have a time um,
0: limit here too, but we, what did we watch last night? We well, have to give our, our annual movie rating since we're Not back. just
1: what we watched, but last night, but we've been gone so long. We always give our input on shows and stuff too. So last night we watched Jackass. Mm-hmm uh forever yes and that was intense it was insane yes like, Now one so question funny. i have for you
0: is because uh, you francis gana was on there and he punched that yeah one francis gana the
1: was there
0: and i don't that guy the cup test shot those is probably the worst ones well it
1: was so funny too because he thought that he was getting hit by a lightweight, so he was like okay with it. And <laughs> he's just, and then Francis shows up. He's like, You said I was gonna get hit by a lightweight. I
0: know, and we're late to the party with Jackass Forever too, because this came out a while ago. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I know. But, but uh, it's okay.
0: What's the one stunt that you do you would do that wouldn't be too outrageous, but what you would do? Like what is something that you would set up to with
1: the, Um probably the
0: I could see you doing some of the ones that the girl did. Like getting Hit by the scorpion no. or licking the taser. I no. think you would do good.
1: No. I think Those you could were do it. Intense. I would never ever scorpions are one of my like You wouldn't most even let the scorpion biggest get to fears. you. No. I would probably do the bear because it was cute.
0: Oh <laughs> just yeah, kidding. the bear was it then the guy was like, I gotta go. In. I gotta the guy go in. <laughs> was
1: kind of nervous, but no, actually I'd probably just do the ones at the beginning where they were just their human ramps. Where the guys are doing skateboards. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and they were going over the top of them, and you just like get that wasn't smushed.
1: Too bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that wasn't too bad, but I think the one that I would do that it would be terrible, the but I, I would definitely do it because I feel like the 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 pain is high, but the amount of you getting injured isn't very high. I would do the the skateboard guillotine one, where you put your shins out and then have the drop the skateboard down because you're not gonna like die from it. But you're not gonna get your balls that, pinched. That wasn't. You're not necessarily- having to do
1: necessarily. That was like the most mild out of all of yeah, them. Yeah, but you
0: can't make a sound. I think I could if, you, the, if I had no to do one, that's the to one to, I would do. There's
1: no way you wouldn't make a sound.
0: No, I know that. But I think that's the only one of the whole show that I could do. She I licked deal a with freaking bugs, taser. Deal with anything. She
1: licked a taser and the guy got bit by a snake on his face twice, twice. And, didn't <laughs> <Poopies> <laughs> and didn't make a sound. And didn't make a sound.
0: Poopies is an intense. absolute god But what would you do though? I already said I would do the skateboard one. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's such a lame one. You just want to lay at the bottom of it.
1: <laughs> what else was there?
0: I don't know. The fart Did one. Getting shot the out of fart the can is easy. Be fun. I know what one I don't want to do is the bull. And what we do in one of All Gear No Games' first ever podcast was ranking um the toughest sports ever. And bull riding. And, and bull riding was like number one for me. Or it was like the bowl it the bull riding was the like top five for me? I think.
1: Yeah. But we've also been watching the new Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I just finished Stranger Things. Kellen is not a Stranger Things um, fanatic like me, but he did watch one episode, which happened to be this the finale of part one, season mm-hmm. four, so I've convinced him to watch part two of season four, July 1st. So he's hopping on a little bit on the train.
0: Yeah. It's okay. I, I don't know if I would get into anyone else, but I just want to see the one girl fight the other guy that, that the, the demon zombie guy looking dude he's not a demon
1: he's terrifying uh he's zero one technically he's
0: number one yeah but my movie rating for jackass forever is i, I, <laughs> I, I, get, I get around 80s. jackasses
1: jackass
0: movie it's fun watching things that you would never do i, I would never do
1: i'm upset that you watched the other one without me i wanted it's to see
0: 4.5 it 4.5 on netflix
1: but um, yeah, I would give that out of like entertainment level. It was definitely in the 80s. So,
0: yeah. But we got a stack show for you today. We're going to basically, I want to run through. I mean, we're not going to run through all of them, but we got the Home vs. Viera card, which had some sick fighters on it that I kind of want to. So,
1: this is the one that already s- happened. Fast run
0: by two weeks ago. And then Volkov sort of- <laughs> versus Rosenstrike, And then we obviously have Porhashka versus Teixeira. Let me just bolt through some of this suckers really fast, okay? Gialton Almeida comes back. Okay, so I want to talk about Gialton Almeida really fast because he was on that home versus fear card, And I, I already, I made that one thing where I talked about my my fi- my favorite. It was my, I forget which one. It was, I made an episode on the most, or the best prospects that we've had so far. And they were featured on this card. There was Chidi and Jukawani, and then there was Gilton Almeida on their card. So, and then there was, no, I think that was it. That was it. It was just Jaltan Almeida versus um, Parker Porter, and then um, Chidi and Jukawani versus Dusko Todorovic. But I just want to go back here for a second, okay? Because for this episode, I also made my um, top unranked fighters Mm -hmm. that are like in each division okay but let me just since we're on the topic of Gileton Almeida I just want to say Gileton Almeida for my heavyweight and light heavyweight portion of this um my rankings he is by far the scariest unranked dude at both light heavyweight and heavyweight the way he came in against Danilo Marquez and just ran through him the way he came in against Parker Porter who was on like a three-fight win streak and then just took him down and then dismantled him dude he got a rear he sunk in a rear naked choke this man i'm gonna say it right now we are in that living in a very interesting time because i think giles and almeida he just he just got a new fight um he just signed a new one is against uh shamil abdurakimov and abdurakimov he's ranked he's like number 12 in the current light light i mean heavyweight rankings and he just lost to like chris Dawkins or something but what i'm saying is Jaelton almeida is so special and we're living in such a sick time because Jaelton almeida is the Hamza Chamayev of light heavyweight and heavyweight division because just like Hamza, he can run through and be the best at both divisions but Jaelton, i don't know what it is dude but this man i don't see anybody stopping it like even tom aspinall bro if you bring him in Against Tom Aspel, some of the top guys, he can strike with them and he you can't take the guy down and he's going to take your back and submit you. So I'm just saying, I'm making this comparison. I don't know. I know it's a bold prediction, but I think Jalatan Almeida is going to be the Hamza Chimayov and it's going to be crazy. We're not going to, I don't know if we're going to see, I don't know, like it, we've never really seen a guy fluctuate from light heavyweight and heavyweight. And I think that he has a home at heavyweight for sure because I don't think some of the guys that stand and bang heavyweight have the grappling abilities to like, hang with him on the ground, because as soon as things go awry on the feet, he's just going to take you down and destroy you, and he's going to work his way up into the top five, and especially if he gets this dub over Shamil Abdurakhimov, I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't be fast-tracked along with, like, Tai I mean, Tai was in the UFC for a while. This was, like, Jalatin's second fight in the UFC, but I'm just saying, dude, this guy is the Hamzat Chemaev of lightweight, light heavyweight and heavyweight, and it's, his rise to the top is going to be insane, especially given the fact that now we have some exciting things happening in the light heavyweight division that we'll get to, but that's what I want to talk about. Jonathan Almeida for my heavyweight and light heavyweight. He's the next, he's that Hamza Jemayev level guy there, but also he is the scariest unranked dude for both of the divisions, because I was going through, I was like, who's the scariest for lightweight, heavyweight, who's the scariest for heavyweight? It's the singular guy. He'll my job really easy, okay? <laughs> but I just can't say enough about Jalton Almeida. He has the Hamza chamayev effect, and when you see him fight, you're like, dude, this guy doesn't have a lot of holes in his game, okay? And then same with Cheney Jukwani for my middleweights, bro. He is my middleweight banger, because he, uh, he's my middleweight, uh, scariest on rank. Dushko was doing good. Like, is doing good in their fight and then he catches him with an elbow and it's all over. And he has the attributes to like, I, dude, He, I think he can grapple and he obviously can strike with the best of them. And so you at middleweight, everybody compares you to like the Jared Cannoneers and the like, um, Israel Adesanya's and Sean Strickland's and stuff. And I think when you look at middleweights, you have to be able to like compete with those guys and have the attributes because a lot of the middleweights, I feel like they're big, strong guys, but they can't necessarily like... I don't know they don't you just see you see them fighting they're good but you just are like i don't know if this guy can go to the next level but watching chidi and Jukawani, it's like dude this guy he's one shot away from beating anybody in the division basically and Mm -hmm. so that's what i think separates him from the pack and that's why i picked him as my middleweight like absolute savage scariest unranked dude and should be ranked within the very near future and then on that i guess like i'll just finish the list because so i have the light heavyweight heavyweights i was gonna save this for the end but screw it it's fine because it's because right, it, it's like doesn't make sense to talk about yeah them twice or whatever yeah you know. so and then for my uh welterweight okay i put d-rod because i know he had like a hand injury but daniel Rodriguez, like we say all the time he looks just my like uncle her uncle but he's an absolute killer i mean he isn't ranked yet i don't think i don't think so because i we pr- i intentionally try to do these podcasts on tuesdays because that's when the new rankings come out but daniel rodriguez i'm telling you dude boxing he can he uh, in his last couple fights like preston parsons and kevin lee i mean he just pops you with his jab dude and everything is so Mm. firm he doesn't even throw like 100 percent. everything's just so straight and crisp and he just splits your guard and kills you but then when people try to take you down when guys start to take him down, he just stuffs. He has such strong hips. so And that's, like we've said, crucial against when you have to fight guys like yeah. Bilal Muhammad or Hamza Chamayev. Having good takedown defense is essential, especially when you're a good striker. Because you're striking like we know, dude. It's useless when you're off your back. Like we saw against Vicente Luque, he couldn't stop a good time takedown from Bilal Muhammad. But, I mean, even though D-Rod, he is like in his mid-30s or whatever, I still think he's got a lot of juice in the tank. going to be a late bloomer, you know, but he's just so tough. So I picked him for my most dangerous 170 unranked guy and then for most dangerous 155 er it has to be claudio poies because the way he's basically ran through his last opponents in between um Gritsmacher and clay guida who are fantastic wrestlers the way he just slips and just scrambles and the way he just transitions into submission attempt after submission attempt is insane and also his um I don't know, like his fire IQ, like when he's striking or whatever, he just does a really good job of mixing it up and setting up his takedowns. And he just is a really well-rounded fighter. So I'm picking Claudio, Claudio Poyes. And then similar to Claudio, at 140, because um, Claudio's a 155er, my most dangerous 145er is by far Charles Dardee. Because of the way he beat Lando Venata, who is, I mean, gave guys like Tony Ferguson problems at lightweight. I mean, Lando is an absolute killer. And for Charles Dardee to pull off like a guillotine, I think he did. And then he absolutely blossomed into an absolute manimal against andre yule dude i think charles Jordan, even though there is so many absolute killers at featherweight i picked him amongst others because i just think that he has the brightest future and then he like he's he he's has just the absolute perfect opportunity set up against him because remember the fight against billy Quarantillo and shane burgos it was on that like Chandler versus the one that was crazy. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. wild. Yeah. Ch- Charles Jordan—he just got his fight with Shane Burgos, and Burgos is fourteen. So it'll be Charles Jordan's opportunity to crack into the top fifteen of um, featherweight. So Dude, I'm just so
1: excited. Even your neck turns red. Oh my god, you're like burning up are you okay yeah
0: I'm, cho- I'm solid do I look red like am no, I bad like
1: your chest looks like you're like freaking having that. no oh oh, oh, oh. And your chest looks like you're
0: having like a no I'm just pumped because Shane Burgos and, uh, and Shane Burgos is about to get another 50k check because he's gonna have a fantastic dance partner <laughs> you get so excited in Charles Dordain so Charles Dordain can beat you from everywhere and I'm just pumped because I'll never forget his Andreo performance where he just yelled and became just an absolute freaking nature in front of our eyes. So, yeah, I'm pumped for Charles Ordain because he's finally getting his opportunity to crack into the top 15, and he's dangerous from everywhere. He throws acrobatic, like, Michelle Pajera-like kicks. He can crack you, and he can take you down and obviously finish you on the ground. Crack you. Okay, 135ers. <sighs> Did I even? Okay, this is the thing with the <laughs> 135ers is the unranked guys. You can basically make a whole two divisions, basically. So I was, like, going through, and I was like... Yeah, dude, do I even bother with picking one? Because everybody's got their, like, oh, Adrian Giannis, Tony Kelly, all these dudes that are, and Jonathan Martinez, all these dudes that are unranked and stuff. And I feel like I've already harped on that um, enough, but Bianca's very familiar with this guy. And I know he he's having a, uh, he's having his UFC debut soon, but I forget who. It, I'm
1: familiar with him, but he's not even in the de- oh, UFC yet? Oh, you're, what extre-
0: you're, you're, what you're extremely familiar with him. Let's hear it. He goes by the name of pretty Ricky Tertios.
1: Oh yes. Yes.
0: And he Okay, I want I gotta look this up really fast. I was just on his profile, but um, Who's My he who's he lined boy. up to fight? Oh, he's find up lined up to fight Eamon's a hobby. Okay, Eamon's good. This is a good matchup for him, but ricky Tertios, i think even though the, he basically has the experience i mean he's fought dan Argeta, who just fought in the ufc and we sh- showed how good he is and damon jackson up a weight class okay and then he's had to fight brady Heastead, who's a young good fighter ludovic shulinian who's like a legit grappler he got all that experience within the um ultimate fighter tournament but pretty ricky He's the same as like Javid Boshrat, all those guys. Elevates his opponent's game, baby, and it doesn't matter who's fighting him. He finds a way to like implement his style uh-huh. and like kind of play into the game of the other guy, and just like it just makes for a really good matchup. And he also talks crap. He's like Max Holloway esque, and he gets I don't know. It just there's an aura about him where no matter what happens or like who's he who he's fighting, it's always exciting. And his it's, striking yeah. game is insane. His way he gets out of tough situations is incredible and he's not afraid to put himself in the fire in order to have success like if something's not working for him yeah like what's your favorite thing about him like when you're watching him fight it's just like
1: i don't even know he's just like he doesn't quit no exactly yeah he's just a good fighter like it's entertaining to
0: watch no i know he's literally (laughs) just like no matter if he's if his striking's not working he finds a way to get the fight to the ground and he finds a way to get ahead on the scorecards no matter the situation so like that's why i think that he's the most dangerous is because even though he's still young and has a long ways to go in his career like i just think that no matter he who he goes against he's just gonna give him hell no matter mm-hmm. what totally and then also it's a 50k check every single time he goes out there so yeah. like everybody's gonna be like they're gonna be lining up to fight him but then at the same time when they're in the hospital after they're like oh i don't really <laughs> want to fight <laughs> him. Their was it really worth it but yeah he's that's an absolute funny. killer so yeah, that's no, why i picked sick. him as 135 yeah even though he hasn't even fought in the ufc yet but he technically that's has a
1: good pick for sure
0: yeah and i feel like i haven't talked about him enough you no, how yeah, much i, I like didn't him.
1: even think i'm surprised this is his debut i would have thought it would have been sooner
0: yeah he's so experienced too for like and he just for not having as many professional fights i feel like he just he fights like a legit top 15er in the bantamweight division Mm -hmm. but okay then for my flyweights let's get to this right freaking now and this is another rant and do we need more of the rants no we don't need any more of the judging rants but We'll go to the, we'll just transition over to the Volkov versus strike card, which was fantastic last week. I was going to think, since it was an early morning card, I was like, let's just, let's just do a episode after. And then I was like, nah, it's all right.
1: Well, I kind of convinced you not to. See,
0: well, you're it bad just, influence on me.
1: Well, no, it was just late. And I, I said you could do one by oh, hey, yourself. Like two or three. When it ended? Yeah. It was like four, I thought. Oh, it was a-
0: no, yeah, it ended at like two or three. It ended at like four. But then we like
1: did something after and then you wanted to do one later after we did something. Yeah. And then I was like, it's kind of late. Like, no. why don't we? D- I said, let's do one tomorrow. And then we ended up not <laughs> doing one.
0: <laughs> All right, ready to go. Would you rather get punched in the stomach? No, would you rather get kicked in the shin by Conor McGregor or okay. punched in the face by Rose Nama Eunice?
1: Um, I would rather get Punched in the face By Rose? Yeah Than kicked in the shin Man uh, you see this is an interesting answer Wait here. I don't know Because Because, because it's Conor McGregor yeah. Shins hurt so bad Yeah But also my face Is my only good attribute
0: That isn't true
1: <laughs> What are you so talking No I don't know <laughs> I could, would I could just take a, take a little bit of a I nap or not walk a, for a week. I don't think I would get knocked out. I think I could fight her.
0: Rose. <laughs> she's calling you out.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm pretty tough, don't you think? Yeah. You know I'm tough. I know
0: for a fact Rose can put my lights out.
1: Hundred, you think?
0: She can put 99 lights She point did like nine.
1: horrible her last fight. Like she barely even touched the girl all. You see,
0: this that whole narrative doesn't fucking matter because we're mortals and they're demigods
1: mortals? Dude, she's a mortal.
0: rose is a freaking no matter what anybody says no, no matter, matter how weird anyone says, everything i don't is, think she's
1: as good as people say
0: casual absolute straight casual comment there I she's just fantastic just... every single fight she's been in prior to that last one that what?
1: last one was horrible
0: no and you're not wrong did
1: dude. she keep her belt
0: no she lost Carlina. good but now let's get into this judging rant okay
1: no, I'm just kidding. I would get For knocked
0: For my out. 125-er that is the scariest, and I don't care what it is. I remember watching him my, his first ever time going up against Hallie and Paiva. I thought he won. He got screwed. But what happened against Jeff Molina? Jeff Molina, he's a cool dude. Like, the way he was ripping on... Uh, People, I think people were giving him crap for wearing like the rainbow things on his short, the letters on his shorts for LGBTQ. And was you know, he the
1: one that like he was, the he one was, that was
0: talking about? Yeah, people like just the need to be decent human it. beings. Yeah, bro, I just can't believe people would crap like. And also the Tampa Bay Rays players that don't want to. What's
1: the UFC? What do you expect? Their fans are all.
0: Yeah, but also like the Tampa Bay Rays players that didn't want to wear um, LGBTQ like patches on just no for God way. things, like because we're Jesus. Like, we, we believe in Jesus and we don't believe that's a lifestyle we want to... It's like, bro, you need to... It doesn't matter, bro. If you're, like, accepting and following... If you're, like, a God who loves Jesus... Supposedly, Jesus loves Like, you loves should, like, everyone, love everybody, bro. Yeah. Like, and then just wear it and then be done with it. Like, it's not... I like, get stupid. But on to Jeff Molina. Jeff Molina is a savage. But Jalgus. I'm sorry, dude. Jalgus Jumagulov, when, when... If somebody is visually watching this fight and Jeff Molina is walking off to his coaches after... Hearing a 30 27, and Magu have clearly won rounds two and three. So, one would think Zhoggish gets the dub, but no, Mans <laughs> gets absolutely <laughs> thrashed. I, I don't care what anybody says, come at me right now, anywhere. Jogos and have won that fight. I don't care how close it was. Joggis cracked him on multiple occasions, was able to change levels, and even though Jeff Molina is good, I think that Jogos was pushing the pace the entire time, except in the in the third round, okay, Jogos was definitely like on his back foot, like circling around the octagon, but he was still landing good shots, and he, I just think he won the fight, okay? Every, and nothing that Jeff Molina did made me think that it should like sway in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like I thought Jogos was in control the entire time, and but that being said, like, it just frustrates me to see, like, Jeff Molina, he wins, right, and then gets called out by a hot name, like, Muhammad Mokayev, and then I'm like, dude, that could be Zhaugus like, I don't know any of their, I don't know, I know, I looked it up, and, like, Zhaugus is following, like, Muhammad Mokayev and stuff, so I don't know if there's, like, any, I don't know if they're friends or anything, like, I don't know if that happened, but it's just, like, dude, that should be Zhaugus and also, like, the way, Zhaugus he is so unbelievably well-rounded in, like, everything he does, and he has a these, got a great gas tank super explosive not afraid to engage with anybody as we saw but in the ufc like we see he lost to and paiva he lost amir albazi beat jerome Rivera. so he's one and five in the ufc but his record does not accurately depict how good he is and that's what pisses me off is because this man even though he is one and five in the ufc he easily could have three wins he could be three and two he should have beat Halley and paiva he should have beat jeff molina he list lost amir albazi and Men- manel cap baron square obviously manel cap put his light out but like it just goes to show as uh, so many people talk about like Brendan schaub and like uh Ariel Helwani it's like this is ruining a dude's career mm-hmm. and he could get win money even though he he's I think he's doing fine he has like 300 plus thousand followers on Instagram so like even though he is one of five in the OC he definitely has a following and he makes probably a crap ton of money but it's just like i don't want to see him out of the ufc because yeah. in my opinion he is the dangerous, most dangerous dude anybody can go against just because he can give anybody a run for their money like you try to take him down that's going to be hell and then like if you want to stand in the middle of the octagon to throw with him like if he connects your lights are going out so it's like a matter of who's going to connect first so i mean yeah. even though I just am like the biggest advocate for like I don't want him leaving I don't know what the talks are <laughs> I'm the In the advocated. UFC like, I just don't want him Out of the UFC Because I think he's a great Addition to the flyweight division And like any new Up and comer Like if you have to face Jalgas I feel like that is a good Indicator of like Where you're at Like if you can beat him That's sick But it's like I just don't want him gone Because I love watching him fight And I don't know There's just something about that Him that It just rubs me the wrong way That a judge Those people can just Not even so they can just take a nap for 15 minutes and then pick a fi- pick a winner like do 30 27 when jogs clearly won rounds two and three i just it's like, don't understand how so like that's my little rants on that it's like you have a big name like Muhammad kai calling out jeff molina but i don't think jeff molina won it's like that could be juggish magulov but instead juggish is one of five in the ufc or yeah one of five in the ufc or whatever and it's like dude or one of four in the ufc it's like oh my god but he's still my <laughs> un- unranked 125er bro okay and then I'll just
1: Are we also discussing this Saturday's card?
0: Yeah, it really fast. Okay. And then my <laughs> then then my girl's bantamweight I'll just run through these really fast. My girl's Bantamweight, Joni Josiani Nunes, who beat Bay Maleki in her UFC debut, and then she just got another dub. Watch out for her at one thirty five. She's a little fire plug. She can put your lights out. She's little for the one thirty five pound division, but like what's her name? Uh, Josiani Nunes. And she's a killer dude. Oh, and then is it Aaron, Amanda's sister? hmm <laughs> There's probably some freaking relation. Probably at some (laughs) point. Is she Brazilian? Um, yeah.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: And then my flyweight, Mm -hmm. she was on. She was the first fight of the night. I was literally watching this at 10 a.m. with my uh, not with my sister, my girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> but Aaron Blanchfield, dude, the way she beat Miranda Maverick and then now JJ Aldrich, I think she's the most, she's the scariest flyweight girl. You have to watch for really? her. Really? It was interesting, though, because, like, watching her against Miranda Maverick, she didn't miss a single takedown um, against Miranda Maverick. And I, I think this was like her third fight in the UFC. Yeah, she's, she beat Sarah Alpar, now Miranda Maverick, now J.J. Aldrich But, like, she has she didn't miss a takedown in the UFC, but then was struggling against J.J. And then, like, finally started to, like, close distance a little bit, started getting more comfortable on the feet, and then sunk in that standing high elbow, like, guillotine, which was wild. But she overcame adversity for sure, but I was just, like, interested by the whole entire – because I know J.J. Aldrich she's a really good grappler, but, like, the way I saw Aaron Blanchfield, it's like, dude, the way you took down Miranda Maverick, I feel like you could take down anybody in the division, but it, it showed really good – it just showed how well-rounded she is. She's able to overcome adversity and like, still strike and land good shots and stuff. She's not just like one-dimensional where she's going to look to take you down the entire time, even though I think she was struggling to take J.J. down, but I was just really pumped to see Aaron Blanchfield get another dub because I thought really highly of her after she um, beat Miranda Maverick because so many people think Miranda is going to become a champion one day. But yeah, dude, that's my 125-er girl that scariest unranked. And then uh, also... Cheyenne Vlismas at 115. There's a ton of 115ers that I could have picked, but like I looked up Cheyenne and she apparently some personal problems. I don't know if she's gonna return in 2022, but she had mm-hmm. a great after she lost to Montserrat Gutierrez or Ruiz or whatever Montserrat I forget her name. <laughs> last name doesn't matter. um <laughs> She's like on a two fight win streak now. She go and like fight of the night and then had a crazy knockout. Um, also, so Cheyenne Vlismas at 115. She's great, but okay. that's enough of that dude okay ready so we're gonna we're grinding we're only at we're at 28 okay
1: it's okay it's okay take your time
0: all right so (laughs) here we go so we've got the main thing that i want to talk about that i literally am kicking myself for is because (sighs) what I wanted to talk about Moffsar Vloyo versus Dan Ige, Okay, my dad, he put money on it. I was like, why are you going to put money on it? Because Moffsar Vloyo, dude. He already did? No, this was last member I told him not to. Movsar goes out there and just changes poor Dan's face. I love Dan Ige so much, but this was a terrible matchup for him. Movsar Vloyo, I'm going to say this right freaking now, and nobody in the featherweight division is going to beat him. And that is a fact on God. Like if you put Mavsar in <laughs> against Volkanovski right God. now, Alexander has a hell of a time. And so what I wanted to do right now, because he talked about in this thing is in his post fight press conference, he's tired of fighting no names. Yeah. For sure. That's that's a fact, dude. Yeah. And he is going to become next champion. And you know how many people are doubting that? You want to know how many how? people are? Guess how many people are doubting that he'll become a champion? A lot? Zero. Okay? Oh, okay. So it's just she's on her phone. It's Joe.
1: No, but- <laughs> I thought that you meant like you're on his side and other people oh, no. aren't.
0: Well, I mean, probably other people aren't like because think he's getting bit- all
1: these known names. So why?
0: But he's Tom's out Shemaya's. Exactly. So here we go with this.
1: You look a little flush. You good?
0: Yeah, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> I I like watered my hair. D- it doesn't even matter. I but even watered are- my hair now. Well, yeah, because I look. I had bed heads, so. <laughs>
1: He sticks his head in the shower and he just turns it on.
0: And then he's like... Is oh, that an gosh. uncommon thing to and do? And then he just... Okay.
1: Tries it. <laughs> sorry for...
0: Who's ready sorry. to lay out the Mobstar title run picture, okay? Because I don't believe he's one fight away from the title. I think he's going to take a little bit, just given the fact that there's some absolute sav boys like Calvin Cater Josh Emmett and Yair and Brian Ortega fighting and Chan Sung Jung's up there. So here is my prediction for the future of Movsar Vloyev. Ready? Alright. Let's hear it. Number one. Who's ranked above Movsar Vloyev? Who has probably some of the best ground game? What is Movsar's number one thing to do? when things aren't going well for him on the feet and also just to change levels and just absolutely make the, his opponents want to piss piss their pants because they don't know what's coming after him. But like, I think that Bryce Mitchell, who is ranked number nine versus small blue, if his current ranked number 10, Bryce Mitchell, I don't know if there's anything lined up. I don't know if he has any injuries right now. I'm just speculating. Like let's make this sheet right now, because the way Bryce Mitchell beat Edson Barboza, who is UFC hall of famer, Bryce Mitchell versus Mavsar Voyev is going to be one of the craziest fights of all time because if you're gonna, if, if Mavsar takes Bryce Mitchell down, Bryce is going to sink in like a twister joke or something. And then like Mavsar <laughs> is going to get back, back to, to his feet. And also Bryce Mitchell's boxing is insane because I'm pretty sure he sat down at some Barboza, dude. So mm. like what's going to happen here? It's going to be crazy because Mavsar is going to try to take... Uh, no, he actually scratch everything I just said right there. <laughs> what's even more crazy than... Anything is Bryce Mitchell is going to try to take Mavsar boy up to the ground, and that is probably like Mavsar <laughs> on his back. Thing. Like I don't even think that he's ever been on his back, honestly. Dude, like, I don't know. I want to take a look at the statistics, but I mean, I don't know if Mavsar has ever like been taken down his entire life. Because <laughs> <laughs> dude, 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 dude looks like freaking Armand Sarukian, bro. He's absolutely stacked. He needs to start lifting for sure. Dude, he's got the he's got the most impressive chest I've seen in the UFC. Start.
1: You think?
0: I think one of top... He's top five. He's top five chess in the US. Okay,
1: okay.
0: I mean, he's, he's top five physiques.
1: What is the guy that I said looks like Superman?
0: Armand Sarugian.
1: He has a top five.
0: Yeah, he's got top five legs. Imagine taking His Kellen's legs and then fusing together. And then multiplying by five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Mobstar versus Bryce Mitchell. I think that is phase one to Mob... We're going to call this... Movsar title run
1: will it actually go this way Movsar title run
0: this is the project we've got here you go ufc you're welcome okay mofsar versus (laughs) bryce that's what we've got next mofsar he wants arnold allen he wants to catch that little englishman he wants that guy he wants that (laughs) dude because apparently he's been calling him out arnold doesn't want anything to do with him i mean that's not that's actually so far from the truth arnold is an absolute freaking Savage. killer dude like everywhere his uppercut is nasty try it in UFC Almighty. 4 Arnold Arnold he just went in there and freaking cracked Dan Hooker dude but yeah he's beat Sadiq Youssef Nick Lentz and our, uh, Dan Hooker so like this Arnold Allen fight would be perfect and also like if Movsar beat Bryce Mitchell and then they did like Movsar versus Arnold Allen Arnold Allen he's done enough to the point where if he beats Movsar he's up for that title shot but then like if Movsar wins it's tough Especially given the fact that, like, if Max beats Volk, who knows what the hell is going to happen with that? Because mm-hmm. it's like, is Volk going to want another fight? Is just, are we just going to see Max Volk 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? You know? What are we going to see here?
1: What are we going <laughs> to see Especially here?
0: Yeah, year beats Brian Ortega. Yeah, year's got to be up there for the title, too. Yeah, year. Yeah, But okay. So, Mavsar versus Arnold Allen, that would be a crazy fight. I don't know what the hell is going to happen in that. But if Mavsar somehow gets that, Dub, just given the fact that he's young and stuff, like I think he's gonna fight one Benefit more big boy. I think, gonna, I think he's gonna have to fight another big boy. Whether that be Cater, whether that be Emmett if he loses to Cater, like whether that be the loser of Brian or to like this is a long ways away. We're talking like mid next year that we'd be or like even like two years from now that we'd probably be talking this just given the fact that who knows how frequently he'll be fighting. But yeah. I think that he's gotta win three more. It's that three is the golden number here. Because there's just so much cluster at the top of the division, so many guys, and it's just like blah blah blah. And especially if like <laughs> if Volk wants to go up a weight class, you know, and fight, that's just gonna put things out further. But it also could be good though if Volk wants to go like if he beats if Volk beats Max, which I don't know what'll happen, but like mm-hmm. if that does happen, that could set up an interim title shot, which could drop it to two, you know. That could drop it, an interim title shot for Mavsar to two. So that's my whole entire kind of plan here. It's either two or three fights, but it's going to have to be against some heavy hitters. He's not going to like beat a guy that, he's not going to like beat a Bryce Mitchell and then get a title shot. He's not going to like just simply beat Arnold Allen. He's going to have to beat somebody that's like fought for the title Mm -hmm. or fought a guy that's like a champion in order to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's my title picture. I think that Mavsar, he is going to run through everybody, but it's a matter of time. And we have seen that he does. He can get clicked like against Hakim Duwadu, but that is my prediction. I think that he's just fantastic, phenomenal, unworldly. Like he is so good everywhere. No holes in the game whatsoever, dude. But that being said, like, um, one thing that I did want to talk about, and we'll get into the ProHashka card here really quickly. I just it just really came to my mind is I was playing UFC four, and I just wanted to get at anybody who's watching their thoughts because, like, I really do. Who who do you think, if I was to ask you right now, who do you think could beat Charles Oliveira, like a fighter, right now? Keep that on the ground, though. I don't want to bang it. You can take it out. You can take the mic out. It doesn't make a noise.
1: Um, I don't know because I honestly don't think Conor would beat him. No. And so I don't know who else could. Yeah. because well there's a lot of guys above connor in the rankings but mm. i feel like that's didn't he say he wanted to fight connor next yeah he called him out but i don't know who i would see i don't want to see him fight dustin i don't we really beat him. i don't want to see who else is up high in the rankings who's top five in his class
0: He just beat everybody
1: so oh yeah cause he's number one
0: yeah well he's beat all the top guys well, because he the only guy that he hasn't so fought. So he
1: would have to change his his weight class? He hasn't
0: fought. He The only guy that's in the top five that he hasn't beat is um, Islam, I think.
1: Then I guess that.
0: Yeah, because he beat Poirier. He beat um, Gaethje. Gaethje, and he beat Chandler.
1: Yeah, Because so he's technically
0: number one right now because the I l- can't l- th- be- t- title's not I vacant, know, that yeah. was
1: so stupid. But I can't believe that Chandler fight was insane. But I think it would be Islam then. That's really the only other one I could see. Yeah. Not him, not beating Charles, but that being a good fight. Are they talking about doing that?
0: Yeah, they want to do that. But can I just say something right now? Like, okay, it's it's absolutely wild to think about. But when I think about guys beating Charles Oliveira, okay, and this is basically Kellen learning the MMA math doesn't make any sense. But there's just some matchups that are interesting and we have to take into account that some guys are going to be entering their prime, which equals man strength, which equals different level of just overall beastness when it comes to being in the UFC, you know? Like, I can imagine Charles Oliveira beating any lightweight that the UFC throws at him. But I can also, like, see... I could see Islam Akasha beating him, you know? like But I can also see Charles Oliveira over- overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. But... Get ready for this, okay? Let me lay out one of the craziest pictures in one of Kellen's dreamscapes of all time, all right? What do we have coming up pretty soon? We have Volk versus Max Holloway Er, 3. You just want him to fight Max. Ding dong. Okay, Max has beat him because Charles was at 145, as we know, and he got an injury, and Max has a dub over him, all right? Say Max beats Alexander Volkanovski and Volkanovski, I don't know, Max moves up to the 155, all right? Just for a big money fight because Max deserves it. Charles is going to be down for that fight because he wants to get the fight against Max back, all right? I'm saying right now, I'm not saying... every <laughs> A lot of things on UFC 4 like are wrong, but I'm just saying that I think Max Holloway... You, I don't see...
1: beat aloe on ufc four using max
0: yeah and i'm not just i i'm saying right now dude max holloway man's showed off so m- much of his abilities against Yeah year rodriguez scrambles takedown defense against volk takedown defense against like yeah year uh again, yeah against volk um go scrambles like i said against a year i'm like stumbling over my words but i really think that if the fight goes to the ground, Max Holloway is going to show why he's the goat. Why he's the freaking goat, dude. And also, on the feet, it's hard to put Max Holloway away. Like, his chin is legendary granite, baby. It's absolute Hawaiian coconut like palm tree steel. That's what I'm saying right now, dude. You can't put this man away. If Dustin Poirier can't put you away, I'm telling you right now, max holloway staying awake in that fight i don't see him getting knocked to the ground i'm not saying that max can beat guys like justin gaethje islam makachev michael chandler i'm not saying any of this i'm just saying when it comes he
1: can just be the guy who's beat all of them
0: i'm just saying when it comes to (laughs) matchups (laughs) <laughs> and when we lock two absolute savages in there at 155, especially Max entering his prime at 30 years old, who knows when he's one, 31, big 32. Big man strength is killing. 31,
1: 32.
0: When he gets big man strength, big boy. When he gets that, uh, he gets that um pork in him. <laughs> no, no. What, what, dude, what's it called, bro? Kalua pork? No, bro. I don't even know. I don't even know what I was gonna say. Pow, pa- pow, huh? Poi, poi. Use that poi strength. Bro. His big boy, boy, man strength. I'm just saying, when I lock Charles in with Max, I don't see a world in which Max loses. I don't know if I'm crazy for that's, that.
1: That's uh, called being a bias fan, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you have faith, and that's what matters. I just
0: think that Max, he might get that, he might, once he hits that prime, he could put on the necessary muscle, I love you Max. Where Because when he came in against Dustin Poirier and fought for the interim title... He didn't look like he put the weight in in the right places, but man's is thick now. His legs are man's thick. Manz is thick. He's so, I training. that's just food for thought, okay? That's just what I think right now and be, it I don't know. Just it is what it is, just as think Max about would it, okay? say. That's Sit on. I think Max is the only guy in the UFC right now that can beat Charles Oliveira. Kay.
1: Okay. Okay. So now we're it's kind of psycho,
0: but it's fine. All right, now we're on to the man I interviewed, Kiri Prohashka. He's literally Glover the Teixeira. main card. He's the fighting for the light heavyweight title,
1: and you freaking interviewed him. Like, do you not realize how sick that is? I interviewed
0: this guy. Go check that out. It was like two years ago. Go
1: link it in the description below. Go check it out. Kellen literally interviewed and that, this guy, and now he is the main event. He's going on the to card. be
0: fighting like, for the is light that not the
1: coolest heavyweight name?
0: championship of the world it's pretty sweet
1: you need to give yourself more credit because that is freaking sick
0: no he, i gotta give him credit because he's really nice no, no we have
1: that too but like he it was hard to interview someone who doesn't speak english as their native language and mm-hmm. you did a great job with that that diversity like yeah. you know
0: no but he, he's just an overall cool dude
1: yeah he was really nice so that's yeah.
0: super cool but overall this card is like hella stacked
1: was that the one that jonah sat on
0: no, no, that was Gustavo Lopez. Oh, okay. All the guys I've interviewed have been really nice. So
1: nice. Yeah. That's why they've taken them, because they're nice guys. Yeah.
0: Dan Argueta is really nice. Um, Gustavo's hella nice. That guy, Trace kiss is really nice. Yes. It's only a matter of time before he makes his He's debut. He's in the and then, and
1: then you interviewed John Morgan. John the, Morgan. Literally, like, the Piri. top interviewer during mm-hmm. press conferences. Yeah. And he was so
0: nice. I interviewed the Lego dude who's cool, Jared Jacobs.
1: Yep. We need to get an interview back on.
0: Yeah, that's what I want to do during the summertime. Is get Try more, I'll have more time to do. Yeah, that. more time to prepare because I like to be prepared. When I, I don't want to half-ass it. When I and go, we're into trying to the, get
1: Kellen an internship at the UFC next summer. So anything we can do to prepare, let us know. Back on God. Stop All
0: right, this card is really stacked. That we got Dana Beth on here versus Kyung Ho Kang. I'm looking forward to Dana. He's coming back quick after his knockout loss to uh, Chris Gutierrez, but. Well, we'll see it. We'll see how it rolls. I think that he's got he's obviously got the one-punch knockout power to take anybody out. But then Andre Fialio, I mean, versus Jake Matthews, that's going to be probably fight of the night just because, like I've said, Andre so Fialio, he's one of the craziest. Andre he's in front of the, yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, they all struggle, like Daniel Cormier and all of them. I was like, is it just Fialio? And then I think where he's from, I think you get the... They always it's, like the it's the Portugal. It's the Fialio. So you got to add the uh, at the hey, end. Uh, but he beat Miguel Baeza, lost to Michelle Pajero, who's a killer. But I, as we said like in the past on a prior episode, this guy is absolute killer, top prospect we've seen in 2022 so far. And then Sung Woo Choi versus Josh Koulibao. Koulibao is just an absolute scrapper, and Sung Woo Choi lost to Alex Caceres, but he's such a fast striker. And then Jacob Malkoon versus Brendan Allen. This is baller fight. Brendan Allen's coming off that dub over... Um, Sam Alvey and Malkoon's obviously a fantastic fighter. I think Brendan Allen, I mean at one eighty five, he's pound for pound probably one of the most skilled. It's just a matter of him putting it all together. I think mm-hmm. his his uh, like like his ceiling is super duper high. It's just a matter of him. Just I don't know, dude. He just needs to be smarter on the feet and not get popped as much. as it? I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a mixed martial artist i don't know how to freaking <laughs> i don't know what to tell him i'm just saying that i when he fights what if you he become has a coach
1: that would be sick if he went there and you ended up coaching a guy what would i tell him no i was gonna say
0: what would i tell him i'd be like all right dude that
1: would it. be a true story the man who's never fought in his <laughs> life <laughs> no one would be signing up
0: <laughs> no one would be lying enough i want you to can't train me
1: you trained who's never who's never fought or been on a (laughs) mat wait no that's a lie you've done some training
0: yeah i did jujitsu for like two weeks i wanted to kill myself because it hurts so bad because i I got two surgeries on my elbow or whatever and then i get guys putting me in arm bars like huge guys that are just cranking i'm just like
1: (laughs) (laughs) you should try doing it again though (laughs) bro
0: no I need to start stretching if I wanted to do that. The way they contort their bodies and stuff. It's, it's crazy. underrated for sure. And then Ramzan me fighting Jack Della Madalena. That's going to be a good one. We're here. of versus Manel Cap, Manel Cop, Big fight for you. <laughs> um Lever versus Yana and Jacek. Fantastic. If you haven't seen the new Mipe Sports, Yana and Jacek is cringe. Mipe Sports. That video is fantastic. That's going to be great. That's probably going to be... Fight in the night on the main card. Valentina mm. versus Tyler Santos. Valentina, I expect her to just show her dominance. Annihilate. But the last thing I want to talk about, dude. At the main event, this is the last thing we'll talk about. Hiri Prohotzka, okay? Just kidding. Hiri Pro <laughs> It cannot go. Like, he is so unbelievably important to the light heavyweight division. And I'm going to tell you why right now, okay? So like, I'm not taking anything against from Glover Teixeira or Jan Blachowicz or any of those guys, but I can say pretty surely that the light heavyweight division was a little bit dry there for a minute. Like after John Jones took out everybody, John Jones steps Mm -hmm. away, it just becomes an open free for all basically. Mm -hmm. And there's really, it just goes to show how great those guys are. Like it just goes to show how great John Jones is because John Jones made these guys look like. They just cake. they just weren't on his level, obviously. But then like it's great to see Jan Blahovic and Glover Shara get their shine or whatever. But when you look at Glover Shera and Jan Blahovic, when you're comparing them to a guy like even though it's it's really not fair to say, but like when you're comparing him to John Jones, it's like John Jones is the standard of light heavyweight champion that you expect. So like when a guy like Glover Shara or Jan Blahovic are the champion, you're like God, you know that they're not the best yeah, in the world. It could like, be better. I don't want them to. I, don't, I I don't want to sound mean or anything, but it's like
1: there's room you, for improvement. You know,
0: yeah, no, but it's like, yeah, no, exactly. It's like, like you know that they're, the, You've seen better. the best, and so like, but when you get a guy like Harry Prohaska in there, who throws spinning crap, absolute haymakers, and the great thing about him, very similar to Charles Oliveira, and the fact that when he gets rocked or stunned, it. It doesn't matter. You don't think that he's out of a fight at any time because he'll recover, he'll get a second win, and he'll come and just take your head off with a spinning back elbow mm-hmm. or something. And he just, you're what are you going to do? Like, like I just don't see a lot of roots for Glover to share to beat him, and here, Pahashi is just so exciting. There's no way. And I think that it's just perfect... That we have a guy like this because he is so well rounded at everything he does. And he when you look at Prohacha he's a freaking Viking man, and it's like when you yeah, when when John Jones comes back, you have faith that a guy like Prohacha can defend his could, title.
1: Could actually
0: yeah. He has the attributes yeah to act, like he's just a believable young athletic light heavyweight champion totally. and like yeah that's why I think that he's just essential and just couldn't have came at a better time and I think it's great Glover and Jan Plover got their shine and stuff but I really think this is the passing of the torch bro this is here at Pro- a Hoshka's, good way to put it yeah. this is here at Prohaska's time and it's Mago Uncle Live's time it's this new influx of guys even like Anthony Lyon Hart Smith like even though Magomed and Anthony are fighting. It's just like, I think this is a great time. And we got guys like Yamhel Hill, Mm -hmm. Jamal Hill, Jimmy Crew, all these young dudes that are (laughs) are coming up, bro. And I'm just, it's a great time for light heavyweight division. It's a new, fresh start. And I think that if you're a Barachka, I really believe he's going to get that dub. I think that it just is a representation of this new time. And then John Jones, when he comes back, the world is his oyster because he can go and fight a new new guy, new blood. Um, like Mogamonakalaev or freaking Kiry Perhoshko, or he can go up and fight guys like freaking Tom Aspen yeah. tied to Ivasa, all these sick Francis Ngannou. Cyril gone. It's just it's gonna be so sick. So that's why I think that like I my prediction right now, you think Hiri's gonna win. I think Hiri's definitely gonna win. But yeah, that's why I just wanted to get that kinda off my chest is I think that Hiri is super essential right now too the ufc light heavyweight division but yeah i'm so pumped for this card and it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good one baby gonna be good thank you guys so much for listening and yeah we'll be back on a more consistent
1: hopefully next week but don't count on it